Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Rodney Finch. Salt and Light is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cary. Jesus, speak to me. Open your word and reveal your heart to me. Salt and Light is a series of verse-by-verse studies through the Bible, focusing on its practical application to our everyday lives. Salt and Light is recorded live at Calvary Chapel, Cary, in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching from the book of Romans, chapter 14. So grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney. I was one of those Christians that, you know, I when I got saved, I mean, I thought, you know, honestly, guys, I was one of those people that had like a radical conversion, just like that. I was this way on on Saturday, on Friday, and I was that way on Saturday. I was changed just like that. And my whole life was changed just like that. And I thought, man, this is the best news. This is the best thing I have ever heard in my 21 years at that time. And now here I am 10 years later. Oh, mathematicians, huh? And, you know, here, you know, I I just, I I just, I was so changed that I thought everybody's got to hear this. So I remember getting dressed up on a Friday and I put on my suit and tie and, you know, because I'm, I'm going out street witness and, you know, I got to, I got to go out. I'm going to be sharp now. You know, you can't go out looking crazy. Okay, so I put on my suit and tie, and I went out street with us. I was one of those kind of people standing on the corner. Hey, hey, you're going to hell. Everybody, Jesus is coming. And I noticed people were walking on the other side of the street. I couldn't figure out why. So I went on the other side of the street, and everybody crossed over. I couldn't figure out why. It didn't make sense to me. Well, people told me, they said, oh, you'll cool off, you'll cool off. Oh, you know what? You'll cool off after some time. Guys, I can tell you, I've been walking with God for 25 years, and I really haven't cooled off. I, I really, and you shouldn't either. None of us should. None of us should. We always need to have that zeal for God. We always need to be concerned about the weaker brother or the weaker sister. The Bible tells us that we should not be stumbling stones, but watch this, stepping stones. We're supposed to be stepping stones to help a a new believer, to help a new Christian to know God better. Not stumbling stones. So Paul says in verse 13, go ahead and look at it again. We got to move forward. Don't judge one another anymore, but rather resolve this not to put what saints a stumbling block or a cause to fall in your brother's way. And then Paul says, I know and I'm convinced. You know, when I study the Bible, I try to look. Listen, I try to look at every word and I realize that every word in the Bible is there strategically placed by the Holy Spirit. So notice Paul says in this order, I know and am convinced. I first know and then I'm convinced. You know, I think oftentimes many people are convinced before they know. And when you are convinced before you know, that leads to legalism. But when you know and then you're convinced... Well, that brings freedom. That brings liberty. 
that produces a relationship and not religion. I don't know about you. Are you listening? I am sick of religion. I'm sick of religion. And I think the world is sick of religion. You know, one guy told me one time, he says, you know what? He says, I'm sick of religion. I don't want anything to do with religion. I don't want anything to do with religion. I'm sick of it. I said, really? Me too. He looked at me like I was crazy. I'm the pastor. You're sick of religion. Yeah, I'm sick of religion. And I think the world is sick of religion. And I believe every Christian should be sick of religion because religion, think about it. Religion has produced nothing but bad fruit. I look throughout history. In the name of religion, wars have been fought. In the name of religion, people have been imprisoned and tortured. In the name of religion, people have been discriminated against and enslaved and killed in the name of religion. People, pardon me, religion produces petty people and hard-hearted legalists. Religion causes men to judge one another. Religion produces a church full of hypocrites. And when people come, they feel like they have to put on airs because nobody wants to get real that we're all struggling together. But religion says now church is the place you put on your face. No wonder the world doesn't want to come to church because it's not real. And because when they do come to church, well, then because we are so religious and hypocritical, we talked about it last week, we judge people. And if they don't fit into our box and what we think they ought to look like, then we judge them, make them feel uncomfortable and unwanted. And then they go right back out in the world because I'll tell you what, they'll, they'll accept them in the world. That's one thing about people who don't know God. They accept each other. Here we claim to know God, to love God, to be worshiping the God of the universe, and we don't accept anybody. The church is almost a us for no more club. Somebody say amen. It's right. It's true. I'm sick of religion, and I want nothing to do with religion because religion fills people with guilt and shame. Religion is man's way. Christianity, on the other hand, listen to me. Christianity, on the other hand, is not a religion at all. Saints, somebody say amen. amen. Christianity is not a religion. That's why God said, I don't like religion. I go, me neither. Because Christianity is not a religion. Christianity is a relationship. If you don't know, you write that down. Christianity is a relationship. It's a relationship between a person and the living God of the universe. Religion is man's attempt to reach up and please God. Christianity is a relationship of God reaching down to man. Christianity is God reaching out to us in the person of Christ and wanting us to come to God and to come to God in a relationship. Christianity will free you from guilt. Christianity is not a religion. It's a relationship. Religion and legalism kills. And might I add, where there is religion and legalism, God is not there. Can you say a better amen than that? You know, listen to stories. Story of an old cowboy who goes to church. One Sunday morning, this old cowboy entered a church. Are you listening? 
just before the services began. And this old man in his clothes, they were spotlessly clean. He wore jeans and a denim shirt and boots that were worn and ragged. And in his hand, he carried a worn out hat and an equally worn out Bible. Well, the church he entered was very upscale and in an exclusive part of the city. It was the largest, most beautiful church the old cowboy had ever seen. Well, the people of the congregation was all, were all dressed up in expensive clothes and accessories. And as the cowboy took a seat, the others moved away from him. Nobody greeted him. Nobody spoke to him. Nobody welcomed him. They were all appalled at his appearance and did not attempt to hide it. Well, the preacher gave a long sermon about hell, fire and brimstone and stern lecture on how much money the church needed. And as the old cowboy was leaving the church, the preacher approached him and asked the cowboy to do him a favor. The preacher said, cowboy, before you come back here again, I want you to have a talk with God and ask him what he thinks would be appropriate attire for church. Well, the old cowboy assured the preacher that he would. Well, the next Sunday, he showed back up for the services wearing the same jeans, the shirt, the boots, and the hat. Well, once again, he was completely shunned and ignored. The preacher approached the man and said, I thought I asked you to speak to God before you came back to this church. I did, replied the old cowboy. Well, if you spoke to God, then what did he tell you was a proper clothing for church services? Well, said the cowboy, God told me that he didn't have a clue what I should wear. He said he had never been in this church before. sad is that? But true, God cannot be a part of a church, a group, a body of people who are just legalistic and most unlike him. And whenever there is legalism in a church among a people or a group, God is not present there. So Paul says in verse 14 in our text, Paul is a mature Christian. And he knew that there was nothing intrinsically wrong about eating meat, whether it was kosher or not, whether it was sacrificed to idols or not. We talked about it last week. Nothing wrong with these meats. Then I remind you of Acts chapter 10. You know the story of Peter. Listen close. Peter's up on the roof top and he's praying. And, 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 and right in the middle of prayer, Peter gets hungry. I can appreciate that. <laughs> and right in the middle of prayer, isn't it true? Like right in the middle of prayer, the craziest things come to your mind. Is it just me? Y'all get real. You know that's you too now. It's like right in the middle of prayer. It's like, man, I need to get an oil change. <laughs> it's like I'm in deep contrition here, you know? All of a sudden I think of a cheesesteak. I mean, where's that come from? It's kind of crazy. You know, the Bible does not hide humanity. I think that's the point there. So Peter's up there praying. All of a sudden he gets hungry. You know the story. And he falls into a trance. And, and he sees the heavens open. The Bible tells us that this big white sheet came down. You remember the story? And, 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 and in, in this sheet was all four-footed beasts and wild animals and creeping things. And God said to Peter, God said, Peter, rise, kill, and eat. And Peter said, no, Lord, I have never eaten anything unclean, and I'm not about to start. I mean, how's that sound? Think about that. God says, Peter, get up, eat. 
And Peter says, "Uh uh-uh, I ain't going to do it. You can't say no and Lord in the same sentence. Somebody say amen. It doesn't go together. It just doesn't work. So God said, Peter, watch this. Don't call anything that I've created common or unclean. What God was doing was giving Peter a powerful picture of the church. You see, in the church, God has cleansed us. God has called and cleansed the church. And if God has said something is acceptable, then we shouldn't say it isn't. If God says an individual is acceptable in the church, then we shouldn't say they aren't. If God says your sins are forgiven and you are acceptable, then don't say you're not. Because God has cleansed us. Well, verse 15, we got to move forward. Paul says, listen, go ahead and peruse verse 15, 16 as I go through. Paul says, listen, if you have great liberty, don't destroy someone by demanding that you have the right to exercise your liberty in front of them. In other words, if you're stumbling someone by exercising your liberty, then that's not love because love is the key. Paul is saying, listen, if a younger believer comes over your house and you just got a really good deal on some steak, and the younger believer says, hey, man, I'm feeling stumbled. Then you don't say, well, get over it. You say, fine, you feel stumbled. I'll put the steak away. Let's just eat the veggies. That's love. And then as soon as they leave the house. <laughs> can I get away? Are you with me, my people? You got to walk in love. That's the point. Walking in love toward one another. Notice, notice, look at verse 15. Do not destroy with your food the one whom Christ died for. In other words, listen, if Jesus was willing to give up his life for the sake of that brother, then you can certainly give up your steak dinner. That's the point. Don't let your good be evil spoken of and don't let your liberty be the thing that stumbles someone else or it could rightly be spoken evil of. And even if a person is being ridiculous, even if a younger believer or a younger Christian is being unreasonable about a certain thing. Well, you can't force them to grow up. You can't force them to cross the line of their conscience and faith. You can't make a person grow up. Parents, you know what I'm saying. You say to your kids, act your age. They say, no. I'm not going. You can't make them grow up. It has to be time. That's my point. There has to be time. Just like you had time to become the super Christian that you are. (laughs) You had time to get that card to the deeper life club that you own. You got to give other people time. Don't be so judgmental. Don't be so harsh on people. Well, how come you're not a strong Christian by now? You've been a Christian for two weeks. What's wrong with you? <laughs> be so hard. Church, we're so hard on each other. Lighten up. We're all just trying to do this thing together till Jesus comes. Amen. We're all going to go together. Everybody's going together. Nobody's going before me. (laughs) 
I'm not going before you. We're all just going together. Don't be so hard on each other. And Paul says, listen, walk in love towards your brother. And then in verse 17, boy, do I love verse 17. I could talk about it all morning, but I don't have time. Look at verse 17. For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness, peace and joy in whose things? The Holy Spirit. In other words, don't place food and drink before righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. You see, the kingdom of God, listen, the kingdom of God, what is the kingdom of God, Rodney? The kingdom of God is a sphere where God is ruler. A sphere where God is ruler, listen, is much more than what somebody eats and drinks. It's a kingdom of righteousness, which means to live a life that is right with God and right with each other. It's a kingdom of peace, which means that we're living a life that is at peace with God and peace with each other. Remember, Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount, blessed are the peacemakers. And it's a kingdom of joy. The Bible tells us that the fruit of the spirit, one of the fruits of the spirit is love. And then what? Joy. So we're to make every effort to do what leads to peace and edification in verse 19. And don't destroy the work of God because of food. Each one of us, listen, give me your attention. Each one of us is a work of God. You are a piece of work. (laughs) What makes you say that, Rodney? Ephesians chapter 2 tells us, for we are his workmanship created in Christ for good works. That word workmanship in the Greek language is the Greek word poema. We have the word poem. We are God's work of art. We are God's poem, poema. Every single one of us is a work of God. And Paul says God doesn't want anyone to destroy a believer by arguing over non-essentials. And that's exactly what's happening. People are being destroyed over personal preferences. Amen. We talked about some of them last week. You know, whether a Christian can smoke, whether a Christian can drink, I'm not endorsing any of these things. I told you last week, I think people who smoke, that's not good. It's not healthy. It's expensive. And maybe people who smoke, they, they want to see Jesus. And so they smoke because they're going to see him a little sooner. <laughs> I don't know. Just working here, people. But all of these things, you know, we're putting our personal preferences and preachers pound the pulpit over personal preferences. Stay with what the word of God says and let's not destroy someone over non-essentials. Don't destroy the work of God for the sake of food, because all things are pure. Jesus said, not what goes in the mouth that defiles a man, but what comes out of the mouth that defiles a man. Jesus is saying, listen, whatever goes in your mouth and into your stomach is eliminated from the body. It's a rule of nature. Jesus is saying, but the things that come out of your mouth is from your heart. And that's what defiles things like evil thoughts and murderers and murders and adultery and fornication. The list goes on. The things that come out of your heart. Those are the things that defile a man. It's not what you eat, man, eating a ham sandwich. There's nothing wrong with eating a ham sandwich. Or whatever you eat, you give thanks while you eat it. But it's what comes out of your heart. What's coming out of your heart? 
That's what's defiling. You see, God is into the things that are within. We get caught up on these external things. God's not concerned about that. What kind of heart do you have? That's what God's concerned about. And if you're telling someone, listen, it's stupid to eat this or stupid to eat that, that is not love. Paul goes on in verse 22 as we wrap it up. If you have faith, then have it to yourself and God. Don't stumble someone. Don't cause someone to stumble because you don't agree with some non-essential. Maybe that person has faith to do it. I don't have faith to drink wine. I don't. I remember some years ago. I meant to tell him this first service. I forgot. I remember some years ago, I'm in Budapest, Hungary. I'm with a bunch of Calvary pastors. There's several Calvary chapels in Europe. And I'm in Hungary. We're in this hotel. And in the lobby of the hotel, the waiter comes by. I'm with a bunch of Calvary pastors. The waiter comes by and says, can I get you guys something to drink? I said, yeah, well, I'll have water, a little lemon, please. And the pastors, they ordered like three or four bottles of wine. These are Calvary pastors. I said, what are y'all doing? I said, what is this? They're drinking wine. They got wine and they're drinking it there. And they just, we're, they're reading the scriptures. Yeah, well, look at verse 10. Mmm. <laughs> I'm stumbled, man. I'm looking at him. I'm going, oh, my God, I can't believe you guys are doing it. I even said to him, I said, you guys are drinking wine. And, 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 and but see, culturally, this is acceptable there. It was no problem for them. They were doing it in faith, and that was okay for them. They asked me, did I want to drink? I told him, yeah, but I need something a little harder than that. No, just kidding. <laughs> I shouldn't have said it. <laughs> yes. And uh, no, I mean, you know, and I, but, but, but they were doing it in faith. And here's the thing. The Bible says, whatever you do, if you don't do it in faith, go ahead and look at the end of verse 23. If whatever you do is not of faith, then what is it? It's sin. Whatever you do. See, you don't have. Now, here's the freeing thing, and I'm going to let you go. You don't have to have somebody telling you, don't do this and don't do that, and you better do this and you better do that. Christian, listen, you don't need that. You have the Holy Spirit. And if you will just listen to me, if you will just say, Lord, what do you want me to do? God, whatever I do, can I do it in faith? God, if, if, if you came back, here's my rule. Lord, if you came back right now, if would I want you to find me in this place doing this thing? If I got raptured, do I want to get raptured from there? On the way up, God is going, now, what were you doing there? You know, you ain't had no business doing it. I'm going to take you up anyway. But you better be thankful for my grace. Don't you ever take advantage of it. See, you don't want to be caught there. You know, you got to go with faith. Go with what you feel in your conscience. The conscience in the believer is the Holy Spirit. 
So if you go to a movie and, man, you go to a movie. I, I did this before. I went to a movie and the movie, like the first few minutes, I was like, oh! I'm, I mean, let me tell you, if I'm going to a movie and I'm starting to do it, if I'm doing that, uh-uh, I don't need to be there. And I will go get my money back. Yes, I, yes, I will. Yes, I will. You better recognize, yes, I will. I'll go right back. Let me, excuse me, sir, manager, I need a manager. Please. I'd like to have my money back. Well, sir, you've been in that movie for an hour and 45 minutes. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But I mean, no, man. I mean, look. <laughs> no, no, no. Like a couple minutes. That's it. I'm, hey, the, the previews didn't look like that. I'm sorry. They didn't look like that. And this movie is offending me. I'd like to have my $8 back, please. And, and, and more often than not, they will give you back your money. I mean, you got to be nice about it and everything. You know, don't watch two hours of movie and then right at the credits you say, I'd like to have my money back. That will get you hurt. I mean, <laughs> not good. But, but whatever's not of faith is sin. If you will listen to the Holy Spirit, nobody has to tell you what to do. And that's how you walk by faith. That's how you live with God. That's how you do what God wants you to do. In everything you do, Lord, can I do it in faith? If you can do it in faith, do it. And if you can't, don't turn your conscience off, because we can get good at that too. You see, your flesh likes it, but is it of the Spirit? I hope that helps you. You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch in Calvary Chapel, Cary located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at 1-800-293-0923. That's 1-800-293-0923. You may listen to today's broadcast in its entirety by visiting the Media Library on our website at cccarry.org. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Salt and Light and pray that you have been blessed. Until next time, may you be salt and light. Let me be a salt.